0: Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, May 3rd day, 221. Coming right up is Revelation chapter 14. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy to understand and enjoyable to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many member body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions. Managing, marketing, advertising, or building a functioning website. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry up here in uh, Canada. Give it up for God at CompanionChapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel and the Companion Chapel community that is forming up here is located at number 338 Side Road 28 slash 29 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code here is N0G2G0 on 77 acres of gorgeous property right on the Saugeen River. Come on up and check it out. Revelation chapter 14 now. And isn't this just the greatest thing? Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1. Now, really pay attention. God time stamps it for us so that we don't get mixed up because of the time of the timeline. Because uh, it goes back and forth a little bit here. But remember, it's just old John sitting there. And he's being, he's being brought forth in the Spirit to the Lord's day to witness all this stuff for us. He wrote it down for us. As it's written in uh, chapter 1 of the book of Revelation. So let's get right into it here. 14, Revelation, verse 1. And I looked, good old Johnny, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion. Okay, this is God's favorite place. And with him having 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Okay, so stop right there. His Father's name, well, the Lamb is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's on Mount Zion, and this time stamps it for us that he doesn't appear until the seventh seal, seventh trump, seventh vial. Okay, and uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, just to talk about Mount Zion here. Now, I know it says Zion in your Bible, but it's Zion, same place. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, But you are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable, innumerable company of angels—it's myriads of angels, myriads and myriads of angels. We are the angels. We learn that in Revelation chapter seven. Um, we're going to talk about this Jerusalem here. Like we know right now, Jerusalem is—it's a tough spot to be in. If but it's God's favorite place. But we're talking about the heavenly Jerusalem, the spiritual Jerusalem that, that is coming up in the next age when we're in our flesh bodies. Remember, as it's written, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So you have to look at the word Jerusalem. You have to look at the etymology of the word Jerusalem. let God keep talking about Jerusalem. That's where he's going to be. He's going to be the new Jerusalem, the sense and meaning of the word, the name, the word, shalom means peace. Jerusalem, uh, on page uh, 346 of your lexicon, I believe, foundation of peace. God puts his foundation there. The sense and meaning of the word, uh, uh, of this word Jerusalem means sound completeness, wholeness, unbrokenness, in all fullness. As we look at Ruth chapter 2, 12, in the full wage, in the full in the full completeness of a place of peace, as we're using these uh, these words that run through the Bible, this thread. In Amos one sixteen, the entire population. In Deuteronomy 25, the full weight of the scale. There's nothing missing here. In uh, Proverbs 11, the whole heart dedicated to the Lord. Okay, so we got a few things there to look at. When you think about, oh, Jerusalem... Well, there's like 100 feet of garbage there now that they've built on for, you know, just the debris over the centuries of just war there. There has been no peace there. Of course Satan's going to attack God's favorite place. So the Hebrew language at that time, shalom or peace was and is a condition, but it also means to get there, to a state of peace, to get there. To get to this place of peace beyond our present comprehension. A wholeness is required. We're talking about the etymology of the word Jerusalem. This is achieved by restoration. God did not create us in chaos but in peace. But we are not in peace now. This is hell down here. Because Jesus Christ is not here. He set up a kingdom for us for whomsoever will. So we are not in peace. Therefore, recompense is required. A premium has to be established and remittance is a prerequisite. We have to pay to inherit the covenant. The wages of sin are death. The wages of righteousness are life and an inner peace beyond our present imagination. Our works in God is the only way to get your passport stamped to enter into the New Jerusalem this place of peace beyond our present comprehension, as it's written here in Hebrews chapter 12, a heavenly Jerusalem. And it contains an innumerable company of angels. We are the angels. We are the hosts of heaven. We are the stars. As it's written, those threads run through the Bible and that validates those things. Always translate within the Bible. The Bible is your own glossary. Peace in the new yet future Jerusalem is a direct reflection of, Of the true meaning of the word Jerusalem. The habitation of peace. The foundation of peace. God is Jerusalem. Completeness, harmony, undividedness. There's never wars. Let's look at what mankind thinks peace is. With Satan as a great instigator. What is mankind's peace? Peace through censorship. Propaganda. Dictatorships. Military thuggery. The oppressions, financial oppressions, nutritional oppressions. This happens individually and collectively across planet Earth. God is Jerusalem. There's your safest investment right there. Place a peace beyond our present comprehension. And there is our Lord Jesus Christ standing on Mount Zion at the seventh seal, seventh vial, seventh trump. And he has his 144,000 people there. And why not? He gets to have an inner circle also. That's natural. And these 144,000 were written of in uh, a few chapters back. Okay, and we're going to talk about them for a few minutes here. Verse 2 of Revelation 14. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers with their harps. Hey, this sounds pretty nice. Sounds like a nice place voice from heaven many waters remember your uh, glossary chapter revelation chapter 17 which we're coming up to the waters is the people multitudes nations tongues lots of people that's what we want the more the merrier and they sung as it were a new song before the throne remember in uh, job chapter 38 we all sang before our father in joy he created us for his joy he doesn't want us to be miserable and suffering here This is our choice. We're pressed into it. But God gives us a way out. It's like our governments now. They have a ministry of transportation, a ministry of health, a ministry of the environment. But God has a ministry of salvation. He gave his only begotten son to be in charge of that ministry of salvation. Our Lord Jesus Christ He manifests himself a little lower than the angels for us. Emmanuel, God with us. He became our teacher, our rabbi, our master, our wonderful counselor. He defeated death. He defeated sin because sin did not penetrate him in thought, intent, or in action. Jesus Christ will not compromise with sin. He did not negotiate with sin. The cross was not some sideshow. When he was on the cross, all the sin in the world, all the evil in the world... Was hyper focused on him, just trying to get him to crack. But no, he wouldn't. He's the only one worthy. He's the only one that could have handled that. And he did it for us out of uh, love. It was an act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension. We can't even comprehend it. Barely. He will not negotiate with evil, with sin, with all the ways and things of the world that make this planet. Just a mess, a toxic mess, a mess of troubles, wars and rumors of wars. Like Jesus Christ said, watch out, it's all going to be deception. Just a bunch of lies coming forth, socially engineered lies, wars and rumors of wars, famine caused by the economy. Oh, you, oh, you can go to the grocery store just fine. What about uh, the one in seven Americans right now that needs food stamps? That's probably even more during COVID. Who knows? But what about the rest of the planet that doesn't even know where the next meal is coming from? Famine caused by the world economy. Then pestilence. Worldwide pandemic. Jesus Christ told us all things. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. He tells us all things. Do not be deceived all through the Bible. It's a great thread. And then we learned all about it in the seals, the trumps, and the vials coming up in chapter 16. Many waters. Voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers singing with their harps. And they sung a new song before the throne. There's lots of us up there. You want to be on that side. Just let go of the ways and things of the world. And before the four living creatures. You know, it's too bad. My King James and probably yours too. But just randomly throws the word beasts in there. Like even in the same... Uh, verse in chapter 6. These were beast twice from two completely different words. That's why we have to study the Bible and go back to the original language to find out what this means. The four creatures. These are the four creatures, living creatures that guard God's throne that we've been studying about through the book of uh, Ezekiel talks about them and, of course, through the book of Revelation. The four living creatures on the throne and the elders. We know the 24 of them. And no man could learn that song but the 144 and 4,000 which were redeemed from the earth, and rightly so. Maybe we'll learn it after, but not not right then. That's just Jesus Christ has his inner circle. He sent them down for us. And we're on the seventh seal, seventh trump, seventh vial. We're all in our spiritual bodies in an instant because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. God will not let corruption around him. And these flesh bodies are corrupt. They get sick and you name it. They easily corrupted the lust of the flesh. And we're talking about the hundred and forty four thousand here in Revelation fourteen, verse four. These are they which were not defiled with woman, for they are virgins. These are they which followed the Lamb withsoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits, mean to be the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile. There was no lies, there was no corruption, no guile, no malice, no corruption was found in them, no sin. For they were without fault before the throne of God. Well, wow, that's something. Listen, what's this mean, not defiled with women? Well, Jesus Christ tells us all things in Matthew 24. And Matthew 24, verse 19, he says, Woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. Well, Christ is only going to accept a virgin bride. We're not nursing along false doctrine, nursing along the things that this woman, that we're going to learn who this woman is in chapter 17 of the book of Revelation. We're not nursing along those things. We haven't been unfaithful to our Father. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. And this is God speaking. For I am jealous over you with godly jealously. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. These are strong feelings. This is not a detached concern. This is strong's feelings that uh, that our Lord Jesus Christ is trying to convey to us. That you can't be carrying anything. You can't be carrying idolatries or adultery. Because idol- adultery means you're not being faithful. And these 144,000 were faithful. Right up to death, they were faithful. As our Lord Jesus Christ was. And in the mouth of them was found no guile. Yeah, they were faithful right to the end. Okay, now another vision here. Oh, by, by the way, he sends 144,000 for us. For to, to help us out right at the sixth vial, six seals, six trump, when it'll be very uh, difficult time for Christians. A lot of Christians will, might be questioning their faith in that time because that's the pinnacle of the satanic power, which is coming right up. It's, it's like right here. It's in the mail. It's in your mail. It's coming up very, very quickly because we've already, already blown through the first four of Trump's seals and vials. We're getting into the 5th, and the 6th is coming up very soon. Okay, now we have a different uh, vision here. Let's go on to uh, Revelation 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel. This is Johnny writing it down for us. Another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them on the earth and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Now we're still, it's another vision, but the timestamp still keeps us on the 7th file, 7th seal, 7th trump. So spiritual body soul. if jesus christ is on mount zion setting up his kingdom he's talking a millennium period here the lord's day and it's a great time of teaching this is the greatest thing this is great comfort yeah this is a third chance for a lot of people because in the first earth age we all struck out we all compromised with evil it was all in our mind to some degree or another some people entertained satan's values way more than others. In fact, one-third of them followed Satan himself. But we all entertained Satan's thought patterns. And it's in our head. And the only way to get it out of our head is for us to experience it. Hence, this age, this flesh age. And then Jesus Christ has given us another chance for those who didn't make it. And I'm not going to say that the next age is going to be pleasant. I think it's going to be much worse unless you can overcome now. And we pray for all those people that... Don't overcome that they can let go of those things. All the guile, the malice, the corruption, all the sin, all the blame that Satan puts on planet Earth. Let go of those things. It has no value. In fact, it has a negative value. It's going to get your butt thrown in hell. So here's another angel, and here's a great promise to us. Oh, there's, it's going to be a priestly kingdom. We're all going to be able to preach the Bible to each other and, and and try and help those people that didn't quite make it. And the instructions for helping those people are in the millennium chapters of the great book of Ezekiel. Okay, verse 7. Another study for another day. 7. Saying with a loud voice, fear God. This is have reverence to the Lord. It's one of the seven spirits of God. He is the spirit of reverence. It belongs to him exclusively. And give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. Here we are. Wrapping up the affairs of time, 666 is over. Our Lord Jesus Christ is is come to judge us all. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Give it up for God. Give the credits to God for making this gorgeous planet. A jewel of the universe. A self-sustaining planet of order and beauty. That's what he made. We turned it into this chemical toilet of troubles, wars, rumors of wars, deception, famine, and now pestilence. As it was written. Our Lord Jesus Christ tells us all things. And here's another angel. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. The great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. What's great city? This city means walled formation. Doesn't mean like Toronto or New York or, or whatever city you want to talk about. No, the city is a walled formation. The walled formation of the empires that confused everybody, the four empires, the great empire of deception, the great falling away from truth, of, of religion. And always remember what religion means. Religion just means what you believe in. When someone says to you, I'm not religious, you know, it just means I have a different uh, system of faith than you do. Everybody has a system of faith. Everybody believes in something. A lot of people just believe in themselves and wrap themselves up in a blanket of money. It's just going to let you down. Religion is the pursuit of significance to which someone associates a great importance. What's so important in your life? Well, if it falls within this great city, Babylon, then there's a problem. Because Babylon means confusion. And look at planet Earth right now. It is just in a state of utter confusion. It's just a governmental mess. Wars and rumors of wars. Troubles like we've never seen before in the history of mankind on a world scale. Famine, the world economy just creates famines wherever they want. Who's the big selfish people now? Oh, let's create a famine and then after that pestilence and then watch. Well, geez, all of a sudden, it's just, uh, Pfizer made $36 billion off of us because we couldn't wear a mask and wash our hands. $36 billion in 220. Yeah, I don't know why I'm starting to talk about that. But this is just part of the great confusion. Babylon. The city has fallen. The walled formation that encases planet Earth right now. It's over, man. It's curtains. And the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive the mark in his forehead or in his right hand, that's your thoughts, your intents. We covered that in the last uh, last chapter. Your thoughts, your intents, your actions. What's in your forehead? Your brain. Your train of thought. That's where your spirit dwells. That's the intellect of your soul. That's your reactive attitude that motivates all actions. That's what your spirit is. That's what you're judged on. Is it marked all up with the beast systems? With the ways of the world? The confusion? A lot of people are sitting around here where they live in bubbles of money. Like people around here. I don't have two nickels to rub together, but whoopee do. But there's a lot of money up here because there's a nuclear power plant. They have big wages. And so people wrap themselves up in money and that's their God. That's what they believe in. That's what they trust in. That's where their faith is. And it's too bad because how did they get that money? Well, they created the most concentrated toxic waste center on planet Earth. The biggest concentrated toxic waste center on planet Earth. Sitting out here, not even 10 miles from my house. That spent nuclear rods. They call them spent nuclear rods. Fuel rods. They've only used... They've only been able to use under 3% of the power of these rods. And, and they're so toxic to human beings. And they're sitting in a basically a swimming pool. A mere couple hundred feet away from the... Biggest freshwater basin on planet Earth. The Great Lakes here in Ontario, Canada. Just a couple hundred feet away. Just in a pool of water. And and now they don't know what to do with them. Oh, they're going to try and bury them inland somewhere. Yeah, great. Just people that work there, just give me my paycheck. My paycheck. Who cares if I'm part of the greatest pollution, the most dangerous pollution on planet Earth? Spent nuclear rods. Who cares? Give me my paycheck. Who cares? That's Babylon. That's confusion. Look what you're doing to planet Earth. God's gonna come clean it up. Don't worry. And you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to um, account for that, for not giving it up for God. Hey, I, I allowed you money, and then you just uh, polluted the planet, and you didn't give it up for me. You just kept buying stuff for yourself. You should see it up here. If you love pickup trucks, you should see the gorgeous pickup trucks up here that everybody's driving. The beautiful houses, the shops, the the toys people have, yeah, it's it's nice looking stuff. But at whose expense? Well, the expense of Mother Earth. Who cares? Where's just just dump those spent nuclear rods in the, in that pool over there and let's go. Where's my paycheck? Need more stuff. Well, that's fine. Let God be the judge of that. These are really good people. I really love these people. They're all atheists though, so almost all of them, which is too bad. And pray for them. Let's go to the next verse. These people with the mark of the beast in their forehead. The mark of greed. The mark of gluttony. The mark of possessiveness. That's what the mark of the beast is. And your actions is your right hand. It's the things you do with the money that you have. Selfish. Spend it on yourself. A lot of people are very generous up here. But it's all out of their excess. The mark of the beast also contains suspicion and mistrust and insecurity, anxiety, possessiveness. And jealousies, and spite, and and makes people patronize others, like rich snobs in the ways of the world, looking down at others. Condensation, condescension, condensation, condens- condescending attitudes, patronizing attitudes. Okay, enough about that. Let's just go on. This is what happens to people that don't give it up for God, that don't pay homage to God. This is my money. This is my money. Well, you, well, God allowed you to grow up in this little bubble of money here. Like 50 years ago, the bubble of money wasn't here. Look at the affairs of time. Bubbles of money pop up all over planet Earth. What do people do with it? What's it say in the book of Deuteronomy? Wax fat, waxed fat and kicked. They just took all the credit for themselves and just started living the way they wanted to. Forget about God. Doesn't exist. I'm good. Well, let's see what God's got to say about that. The same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. What's this mean? Sounds weird, but it's just God's word is not mixed with man's doctrine. You're tormented by God's word. When I sit around and uh, people see the cross, I'm, I'm rocking around my neck here, big rope chain with big cross on it. You know, they call it my crutch. That's what they say to me. It doesn't bother me because I don't care what people believe. I wish everybody would come to repentance. I pray for all these people. But yeah, they call it my crutch. Yeah, because I chose not to work at that power plant and be part of polluting planet Earth. No, I I walked in other ways and things in the world. Don't you think? I'm no angel, but I'm trying to be now. Give it up for God or the cup of wrath it's it's pure. You people get tormented by God's word. That's what that means. It's f- fire and brimstone. Just means it's it's glaring you right in the eye, and it'll burn you. God's word burns people. When you start teaching the Bible, when people start asking me, like, what are you doing teaching the Bible over there, Michael? Like, why don't you go go get it? Go go work in the ways and things of the world. Get some paychecks. Those things mean nothing to me. But when I come up with the, this doctrine, and I just tell them, well, you know. Start teaching some God's word. Ooh, It burns them. Burns them up inside. I know it bothers them. But you know, I don't I don't thump the Bible. It's whomsoever will. You know, brimstone. It's it's flashing you right in the face. In the presence of the holy angels, they're the messengers. Every one of us has an individual, an angel, as it's written in the book of Matthew. And they're messengers to 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 the Lord Jesus Christ, who is going to confess your account for what you've done on planet earth. In this short, short flesh age. To Father. Gonna say, hey, this guy just thought he was all that and a bag of chips. Because we put him down there and we allowed him all this money. And it became his God. That's what he pays homage to. That's where his faith is. That's what he thinks about. That's what's on his mind all the time. Money and the things money can buy. My stuff, my things. Okay, And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. Because they thought they could buy salvation. They thought they could buy respect. They thought they could buy love. Listen, I never look at people anymore. And either does Jesus Christ. You never look at people because of their gender. You never look at people because of the color of their skin. And you never look at people because of their wallet. You don't judge people like that. There's no one-sidedness. There's no plain one-upmanship. There's no partiality in the kingdom of heaven. And that's like the community I'm trying to start here. There's no judgment. Amen. nobody's perfect. We all fall. We all fall short. If God made 12 billion souls, every one of us fell short. There was only one worthy, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's not putting up with it. He will not negotiate. You can't negotiate with anything in the ways and things of the world to our Lord Jesus Christ. Like, he didn't go on that cross as some sideshow. He made a kingdom of heaven that's valid and legit and it's for whomsoever will. And here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. Here we go. The patience. We have patience. It's very tempting. We're in a press in the ways and things of the world. It's very difficult not to participate in the ways and things of the world. But if you do, make sure you give it up for God. Make sure, thank you, God. I, God knows we're in a press here. God knows we're in a flood, as it's written throughout the Bible. We're in a press. We're in a flood. Satan's got us. The economy just binds us. And the governmental systems bind us. And all the deception, it just it ambushes us. Like, you can protect yourself from these things. You pray, pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows this is not an easy time, especially these end times. Verse 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, right blessed are the dead which die in the lord that's right from henceforth yea say the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them damn right your labors yeah you take that uh, for me my masonry tools i'll drop them like a lead poop and your works That's your righteous acts. That's what you try and do to serve God. That's your part in the many member body of Christ. You have, you've been called. What is your spot in the many member body of Christ? Today, go for it. Be somebody in the Lord's eyes. Okay, your works follow you. No, not your labors. You can't go up there and say, you know what, Jesus Christ. I can't go up there and say, hey, you know what? I ran a masonry company. I I bricked hundreds and hundreds of large houses. Just Christ is like, so what? What'd you do for me? Or you can say, Hey, hey, Jesus Christ, I worked in this office and I created millions and millions of dollars. Look how, look how good I did. Jesus Christ can go, So what? What'd you do for me? How did you serve me? How did you serve the rest of the world to come to repentance so they can get over those things of, of Babylon, of confusion? Verse 14, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud once sat, like unto the Son of Man, that's our Lord Jesus Christ, having on his head a golden crown. He has a crown. He's the Lord of Lord, King of kings. He's Melchizedek, King of the just. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all written in Joel chapter 3 here. We're reading. In his hand, in his hand, a sharp sickle. Now, this is just the greatest thing. I go back to the original language, and let's just see what this word sharp sickle means. Cause you can, you know what a sickle is? It's like that thing on a handle, and it's, uh, you know, it's sharp, and you can chop down weeds and or crops. It's for harvesting. Sharp. The word sharp here means rapid, means sharp, means swift. It actually means like the word acid. And like God uses natural things. Like he uses positive hydrogens. Like on the pH scale, he uses acid in our stomach to break down organics. God is cleansing the planet for us, for the next age. For us and for himself. He doesn't want this filthy, dirty planet the way it is now. So the word sharp here expresses the object of an action and the goal of the movement of the sickle. The sickle means a gathering hook. Now, I'm going to jump ahead here. Now, Joel chapter 3, verse 12 talks about judgment at Jehoshaphat. It gives us the place. God dwells in Zion. As it's written here, Lord Jesus Christ is there. Mount Zion. So we have a time stamp here. It's the seventh file, seventh seal, seventh trump. It's over for this flesh age. And that's just the greatest thing. Like, who really wants to be in these flesh bodies that get old and sick and and pain? And no matter what, you're going to get old, you're going to get sick and be in pain. Our spiritual bodies never age. Our spiritual bodies is natural. That's where we belong. So Matthew chapter 13, we talk about the tares. We're talking, there's a sickle here. There's something that's going to be uh, harvested. Now, I'm going to read um, Revelation 14, 15 first, and then we're going to talk about what the sickle means. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in the sickle, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Remember Matthew 13, the parable of the tares? The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, of the king in his dominion. This is the guy with the golden crown, our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the king, and this is his dominion. The tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sold them is the devil. This thread is huge. That goes back through. G- starts at Genesis 3.15. Places like Revelation two 2.9, Revelation 3.9. The tares. Who are these people? Jesus Christ tells us. John 8.44. Like the thread goes through the Bible. We go over it all the time. But the wicked one is the devil. He sold them. The harvest is the end of the world. Don't be a children of Satan. Be a children of God. He will adopt you in. He is the kinsman redeemer. Whomsoever will. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. There you have it. He's going to gather us together. It's a sharp sickle thing here. Sickle just means a gathering hook. And it's sharp. And it's going to cleanse. He has to cleanse the planet. There's, there's going to be like 6-7 billion flesh bodies that are going to change into the spiritual body and that's all this is talking about it's very natural and and I remember Zechariah chapter 14 well a lot of people are freaking out and losing their losing their minds over this yeah we're going to get changed into our spiritual body if you're still walking in the flesh if you die in the flesh naturally like if I drop dead right now well instantly I am in the spiritual body like the flesh flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God that's all there is to it we're not up there in these flesh bodies you know, driving around looking for something to eat three times a day, somewhere to sleep. No, we're in our spiritual bodies, which is the greatest thing. We are the angels. We are the hosts of heaven. We are the stars. God didn't want us to put us in these flesh bodies. But here, here's the end time, and and we're getting ready to harvest. Our Jesus Christ is, as it's written, that I just read. And another angel, okay, and he he that sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. He just brought us all together. It's over. Flesh age is over. And we're in the spiritual body. And we're gathered. Remember Joel chapter 3 verse 12. We're gathered at the Valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat means Valley of the Judgment. And we go up one way or the other. We go up this, the Valley of Kidron to the Kingdom of Heaven where our Lord Jesus Christ will be chilling for a thousand years. Millennium period. That's where you want to be. Or the Valley of Himnon And the Valley of Himnon is not so nice. That'll just be another millennium period of hell. And we don't want to see anybody over there. It should bring you no comfort whatsoever. Even someone that you can't stand is over there. You have to come to an understanding of people. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does things that are wrong. Everybody falls short. You're not the judge. Here's the judge right here. Our Lord Jesus Christ gathers us all back together. And another angel came out of of the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle saying, thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the cluster of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. Remember Jesus Christ. I'm the branch. I'm the vine. I am I am the tree of life. You want to make sure you're on that vine. Remember, I can't remember where we read that about uh, Jesus Christ talking about the branch and the vine. Remember when he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. You abide in me and I in you. Anybody who abide not in me is cast forth, is cut off by the sickle, withered. You're withered because you've been cut off from the vine. Then gathered up by them, by the angels, and thrown into the fire and burned. Yeah, you get burned. You get burned by the things you think and say and do. It burns you up inside. You know, hate is a great example. Haters and people with jealousy and envy you feel it inside it's burning you up it's in the hebrew language it's like you conceive it inside you and it, it it's like curdled milk in your belly it's like it just burns you up it makes you angry and upset no we have to come to an understanding of people why did this angel have power over fire because the fire is what burns people up god is a consuming fire and it comforts us it doesn't hurt us when we're in the spiritual body, but it hurts all the things and ways of the world that God is going to cleanse. You have to let it go. If you harbor it inside you, you're going to feel it burning up. This angel had power over that fire. This angel's not carrying anything, anything of the ways and things of the world. This angel doesn't have the mark of the beast in its hand and in its forehead, okay? And the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into a great wine press at the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even into the horse's bridle by a space of a thousand and six furlongs. Yeah, it's a bloody mess down there. When you know God's gonna clean up the planet, and He's using this acid-based sharp sickle thing, which is just a sword. He's just. It, this is just a great analogy. Hey, I, I'm gonna clean up the planet. Forget about your flesh body. It's not coming back to life. Don't listen to a cult. That tells you there's a huge cult here in Canada, in the United States, that will tell you, yeah, we're gonna rise up from the grave, and we're gonna like like zombies, like a zombie apocalypse, a apocalypse. A no, that's not happening. Here, here you have it. Here, we're done with the flesh bodies. There's so much blood on planet Earth because he's gonna he's gonna have like anybody who's still walking on planet Earth in the seventh file, seventh seal, seventh trump. It's going to be like, hey. These flesh bodies got to go, and it's uh, written here. It's a bloody mess, and it's written in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14. Let's do chapter 15. Chapter 15, verse 1, And I saw another sign in having great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. These are the vials, and they run concurrent with the trumps and the seals. This is another sign. This is another vision that John had. For in them is filled with the wrath of God. Yeah, he's not happy. Wrath means he's not happy. He doesn't like those things. He doesn't like the way the world is right now what things we perpetuate okay now here we go verse 2 and i saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire our lord god is a consuming fire this is the presence of the lord in its all its purity and then that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image we get over it you can get over it right now get over his mark get over the number of his name don't be like such a a man of the world stand these people stand on the sea of glass having the harps of god we're right there Right there. Remember Revelation verse seven to nine, or chapter seven, verse nine. No man can number these people. Love uh, this cult that goes around Canada, United States, and it's a huge cult. They're witness, call themselves, and they they say, oh, only one hundred forty-four thousand make it to heaven. That's Jesus Christ's inner circle. What about Revelation chapter seven, verse nine? No one can number how many people there are. No, These people are so many people, all of us. We want to get there. We have to work hard to get there. We have to be true to ourselves. We have to be meek. The meek shall inherit the earth. Meek meek in the Hebrew language means through the idea of affliction. You afflict yourself with self-discipline. Don't run after the vain curiosities of all the ways and things of the world. And this is what we get. And you better learn this song, Deuteronomy chapter 32. And they sing the song of Moses. Learn your victory song the servant of God, and, here's another song, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Give it up for God. Pay homage to God. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. He's the King of kings, Lord of lords, and he gives us a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. To whomsoever will. I hope you want it. Verse 4, Who shall not revere the Lord and glorify thy name? Who? Who's going to do that? Well, people with the mark of the beast on them. For thou art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. And I lost my place. Worship before and thy judgments are made manifest. Every knee shall bow as it's written. Worship before thee. All nations, all tongues, all peoples, whomsoever will. Worship means reverence, reverence, and people are in reverence and of awe with admiration for our Father. Worship means to put up on a pedestal to honor and idolize. This worship means that your inward feelings reflect your outward acts. It's not plain lip service. You walk it and you talk it, devoted to serve. So we want to serve the Lord. We want to serve the ways of the world? Look what it's doing to planet Earth. Don't be so selfish. Think about all the oppressed people on planet Earth. Think about all the refugees right now. Over 350 million people tripping around on planet Earth, you know, with with the knapsack or with the suitcase or something. Nowhere to go. Where are all those people, all our brothers and sisters, where are all the people in China? We love the Chinese people. We hate the Chinese government. They're guilty right now of genocide. And we're still buying crap from China. Like we're perpetuating these things. That's the ways and things of the world. That's Babylon. You can't look the other way. Or when you buy a piece of chocolate, a chocolate Easter bunny, which God hates Easter. He hates it. One of the most abominable things to him and that runs through the Bible is Easter. It's not even written in the manuscripts. The word Easter—it's a pagan sex celebration, fertility celebration—that just falls in the springtime, just when Passover runs, and people bring that into their household, bring it into their church, and they buy their little kids chocolate Easter bunnies. There you go, spoiled little Johnny. Have a chocolate Easter bunny, Mikey. Have one. There you go. It's got two million children's handprints on that chocolate that are engaged in child labor right now. Just look the other way. Just look. The, that's Babylon. That's the mark of the beast. Just looking the other way. I don't care. I'm just going to not think about it. Two million children. One million children. Two million children's hands are involved in child labor in the chocolate industry right now. To make that abomination. Chocolate Easter bunny. The fertility symbol of a sexual orgy. Just think about that. You want to talk about the, the mark of the beast? It's huge. It's called a walled formation. People just walk in that wall, just say, I'm safe here, I'm safe here. No, you're not. There's judgment coming up, and and you have to account for other people's labor exploitation. If you're part of it, God gives much, to whom he gives much, much he expects back. Worship God. Thy judgments are made manifest. It's going down. And after Johnny telling us that I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open. The inner part of the temple, this time stamps it for us. This time stamps it that we're in the seventh trump here. It's not opened yet. We're coming up to the seventh trump. And the seven angels came out of the temple having seven plagues closed in pure white linen. All right, I'm going to get more on that timestamp. stamp. Just hold on with that. And having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Okay. And one of the four beasts or one of the f- God's living creatures gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials. The, you know, God's creatures participate in the seals, in the vials. They roar in the trumps. Full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke. Here's your time stamp verse, okay? With the glory of God and from his power, no man was able to enter into the temple. So this takes us back to the first vial, first seal, first trump. We're, we're we're not allowed in there yet. It's not open yet. This takes us back. It's a timestamp verse. And this cements it in that the trumps, the vials, and the seals are concurrent. And the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Okay, it's going to dump down on us. And there you have it. Revelation chapter 14, chapter 15. Our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. Isn't this the greatest thing? We're going to get into the vials coming right up in the next lecture. i will do that tomorrow. Isn't that just the greatest thing? My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. Come on out and participate in the Companion Chapel. It's just me out here. I create this Bible teaching media on uh, my computer here on my MacBook Pro. And I'm sitting here with no electricity, no running water. But I do this. I'm waiting for the many member bodies to show up here and get involved in this church. It is your church. Get involved in helping glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. I want to thank you very much for listening. You can at least do things that are for free. Promote this podcast, follow this podcast, share this podcast. That doesn't cost you anything. Or participate in magnifying, glorifying God's sacred word. Contact me at the Companion Chapel email. That's companionchapel at gmail.com. This is a registered nonprofit. I set it all up. There's a great place of peace here that we can have peace right now because we'll live by the standard principles of God, the consistent thought pattern. We live here by God's reason, resolve, written in the councils of eternity, God's word. There's no judging here. There's no pointing fingers. We forgive each other and we live in peace here during these end times. Come on out, number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, of course the place looks like a dump. People drive up the driveway and they turn around. They think there's no one possibly living in here. I must have the wrong spot. It's a big property, 77 acres right on the river, and you are invited. Come up for a Bible study at least. Just come say hi. Bring me some food. Bring me something to eat. Bring me some of your labor to help make this place livable. And Listen, I love you. And I can say I love you without knowing you the same way people can hate each other without knowing each other, which is just prevailing on planet Earth right now. It's the saddest thing. Pray for everybody, love everybody, and come to an understanding of everybody. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.